Habits and Health, Episode 6. Welcome to the podcast, Habits and Health, where we give you ideas of habits you can create to improve various aspects of your health. My guest today is Anna Bain, and she specializes in helping people who have really lost energy and they're feeling tired very often and they don't really understand why. And she really helps to revitalize people to get that energy back. And it's amazing how many people don't it happens so slowly and it creeps up that they're not even aware sometimes of just how deficient in energy they are. So that's a, we're going to get more into that very soon. If you do like this episode, please do share it with someone who you feel probably would, uh, this would really be helpful to them. Why not subscribe to the show and leave a review that lets other people know what you think about this podcast. Right now it is time for this week's episode. Habits and Health, my guest today, Anna Bain. How are you, Anna? I'm very well. Thank you for having me, Tony. No, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm really glad you accepted the invitation. And where in the UK are you? I am in Surrey, in the UK. Okay. Sunny Surrey, that... as, as we speak at this moment in time. And is that where you're from? No, I'm originally from Staffordshire Moorlands. Right. which is, for those who don't know, some people do, some don't, it's it's halfway in between Birmingham and Manchester. So right. okay. I'm originally from the Midlands. I, my heritage is Scottish, so I am a Scottish redhead. <laughs> and you're... Um... I've been looking at your website and it's it's fabulous. It just screams out. But the, the word that really screamed out to me was zest. That was that that was what I really picked up from looking at your website. So can you tell people what it is that you do? Yes. So I am a tiredness and energy specialist and I help people become the person with energy to envy and I I'm an integrative health coach, I'm an EFT practitioner, and I draw on a whole combination of different uh, philosophies, teachings, approaches to health in order to help people whose whose energy is, is just not where they need it to be. So most of my, not most, all of the clients that I work with have have been in this state of low energy or tiredness for some time. They have usually already been down the conventional routes of going to see their doctor and their GP. Um, sometimes they have a, have a diagnosis and then go on to have treatment, but most of the time there's no diagnosis. There's no, from conventional medicine, there's no answers to as to why they are experiencing experiencing low energy and tiredness and so I draw on philosophies from I guess ancient wisdom such as Ayurvedic uh, practices um, Chinese medicine from um, plant medicine um, I involve a little bit of the woo-woo, as some people might look at it, which is is more of the energy medicine and um, law of attraction as well plays a part, and um, and also com- combine some of that new science as well, so such as epigen- epigenetics, bio- bioenergetics, um, 
the new there's so much research new research into gut health and the role that our gut and microbiome plays with all aspects of health but um for energy especially it's a huge factor um so for anyone out there who is in that place where they feel that energy is just really stopping them from making the progress that they'd like in life and perhaps they they're sitting and they're looking at other people around them and they're asking, how does that person have so much energy to do everything that they do? Um, then I can, I can help. And I provide my services on a one-to-one basis, but the exciting thing that I'm working on at the moment is a online uh, masterclass, which is going to be called Energy Mastery Masterclass Series. And that is something that I'm... I'm going to be launching later this year as well. So I am basically energy obsessed. And uh, how did this all come about? What, what was it that happened in your life that made you concentrate on this? I felt really tired <laughs> for a very long time. Right. Um, that's the simple answer. But just to elaborate for me, um, I mean, it goes back. It goes back a very long way. I've obviously over the years that I have been um, studying health and energy, I've had a lot of time to reflect on my own and it, it goes right back to my teenage years and the way that I used to take care of my body or not take care of my body as the case was for me. And that was started out from a nutrition perspective Um and then as I got older, so my older teens, my early 20s, I struggled um, with addiction, sub- uh, addiction to substances. And that led into a number of years of uh, really damaging my body from a physical perspective. And uh, at the age of 25, I made a choice that that wasn't the life for me anymore and I wanted to to live a better life and that and that's what I did and so even though at the age of 25 I made that change and um put myself into recovery even at the age of 35, 36, I was still struggling in a big way with my, with my energy. And, my, and I was feeling tired a lot of the time. I'd been to the doctors on countless occasions. I had all kinds of, of tests. And the answer was always, we can't find anything obviously wrong. And so at the age of 36, I was around... 36, 37, I decided, okay, I'm not going to, because I got to a place where I was just settling, I just accepted that feeling tired and having low energy was just part of life, and there was a lot of people around me in my life as well who who felt the same, and I know know now from the work that I do, it's a very... It's a very accepted norm that feeling tired and low energy is just the way life is. Life is hard. It's tiring. Mm. And I'd got to a point where I'd, I'd, I'd accepted that, but yet I still had this nagging feeling, this gut feeling, this what I now know is, was my intuition 
telling me that this isn't the way that life is supposed to be and it doesn't have to be this way. So I went on this journey of really trying to find out what what was going on for me and how I could make it better. And although when I started on the journey, I didn't know that that's what was happening. It started out with me taking some whole food supplements, as simple as that. And when I started taking them, I started to notice a slight change in the way that I was feeling. So then I thought, okay, so nutrition has obviously got a part to play in this. So I became a real nutrition geek and I started to study nutrition and I loved it and I was I was just really captivated by the power of of food and how food could be used as medicine and going back to ancient times of, of plant healing and plant medicine and the use of herbs in healing for centuries and centuries and yeah all of that captivated me so that was that was the starting point and then from that that led into um um studying to be a health coach an integrative health coach and led me to where I am today so now at the age of 43 I have fantastic energy I have great quality energy and I feel inspired and and this is the thing is you can talk about energy and when, when we talk about how we feel when we have low energy those feelings and those emotions of feeling just fed up and uninspired and everything's hard work and everything's a challenge and the frustration that goes with it and the guilt sometimes of feeling like you just can't keep up with life and you're letting people down and then when you do get to that place of unlocking that energy because I really believe that every single human being has access to an abundance of energy it's just learning how to unlock it mm. um, yeah well and, and that that I mean it's, there's so many things I want to explore in what you've just said but, but one of the th- I'll, I'll start with what you said last it, it seems that so many people just accept that as normal human condition that you just as you get older you have to take more medication you have a you know, depletion in energy and that's just normal that's the way it is for everyone and that just seems to be accepted isn't it yeah yeah it does and and that actually and I'm glad you picked on that point because that actually is the fundamental reason why my um, business is called lifestyle rebels because the fundamental is all about rebelling against that which doesn't serve us. Mm. And part of that is the the way that society has us believe certain things. Um, and having gone through the journey that I've gone through, I now know that some of those things just aren't true. We don't have to settle. And as I said, I, I truly believe no matter how, if you're listening to this and you are feeling low on energy and you felt like that for a while and I, and I know because I've been there and that feeling of um, 
frustration and, and is this is this ever going to change? Is this really it for my life? Um, you know, that it is possible. No matter how tired you feel, it 100% is possible. And so would I'm, I presume that in, when you made these changes, it started off with the nutrition and you started getting more into sort of studying nutrition and so on. I presume you created a series of habits and you just put in place. So could you talk about, talk about that maybe? Yes. So as you quite rightly said, for me, it started with nutrition, but what I, what I've realized over the years is nutrition is just one part of the puzzle. And for anybody looking to master their energy there are so many parts to the puzzle and it's different for everybody and there's the the obvious um the obvious things that impact our energy that most people are really aware of such as nutrition such as sleep such as exercise and having said that, even though people can be very aware of that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to make those changes, <laughs> as we know. Uh, and as I'm sure all your listeners listening to this will know, um, that changing those those habits and integrating those those healthy habits is it, it can be simple, but it's not easy. That's two mm-hmm. very two very different things. And so there's a whole host of other things which I just did not realise were hijacking my energy energy and that is the term that I use when I'm working with clients and, and that's one of the first steps is working out exactly what it what is it that is hijacking your your energy mm. and so for me to give you an example one of the um one of the really key things that had been hijacking my energy and I was totally oblivious to it was what I was watching on tv was the types of programs and the the way that those programs left me feeling because energy very much comes from our emotional state as much as it does from our physical and so if we are spending time if our emo- what I call your emotional set point it's fairly low down on the um, emotional scale, chances are you're not feeling very energised. So there is such an intrinsic link between our emotions and our energy, and that was something that I was totally oblivious to. As I said, I was so focused on exercise and nutrition and sleep. They, They were my things. And when I got to a point of creating new habits and and having really great habits around those things yet I was still feeling like my energy wasn't where it potentially could be and so over time this realization like I said even something when I talk about emotion obviously there's a whole host of things that that impact our uh, emotions on a daily basis our emotions stem from from our from our thoughts um and but yeah what I was watching on tv was one of the biggest things and I was a total coronation street fan 
I had been most of my life. I'd been from uh, the Midlands, uh, not far from Manchester. I'd been brought up on watching soaps, not not just uh, Coronation Street, all the soaps, EastEnders, Emmerdale. And I remember it was a few years ago now, probably about four years ago now, where I started to really notice, and, th- and this is the thing with energy mastery, it's, it's that process of step-by-step step starting to notice those real subtle things that are making a difference to our energy. And I started to notice how I felt after I'd watched, I'd sat and watched half an hour of Emmerdale, half an hour of Coronation Street, and then half half an hour of EastEnders, like that hour and a half of being submerged into drama, everyday drama, which, let's face it, most of the time is not uplifting, how I felt. And emotionally, I didn't feel good. (laughs) I'm wondering what led to that awareness of realising that there was a link there. I mean, can you remember what, what it was? The first awareness for me was from a guy that perhaps some listeners will know, some may not, um, big guy Tony Robbins. Right. He was my first introduction to the connection between emotions and energy. Right. And he talks about emotions as, if you look at the word, uh, emotion, energy in motion. Mm. Um, and that was my first introduction, and it was something that I'd never ever thought about before. Right. So when once you you had that realization and the the link between it, and so you, you started what to make changes then, and what cut out watching soaps, or what, what happened then? Yeah, it wasn't a direct. It it wasn't a direct uh, switch. It was over a period of time that was like my introduction to it. And then from then, I started to read various uh, literature, various books around similar topics. One of the books that had um, a huge impact on me was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And that really goes into a huge amount of detail, to put it mildly, (laughs) about, uh, well, a host of things, but um, very much about our emotions Hmm. and our thoughts, our thoughts and how our thoughts impact our emotions and how our emotions impact our, our personality and our personal reality. And all of that stuff combined. So it was, um, it was, it was a progression over over a period of probably about eighteen months, I would say. And it's very, very much about taking one step at a time when it comes to to making those changes. And um, whatever change it is that you're looking to make in in life, and obviously habits. Habits are the are the, the foundation to to any kind of change, mm. and when we're looking to 
introduce a, a, a new habit or get rid of a unwanted habit. And I, I, I never refer to habits as good or bad. Mm-hmm. I always refer to them as wanted or unwanted. Well, I try not to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I slip up. I probably just said good habit then. <laughs> Healthy habits I like yeah. to use more. Healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted habits as opposed to un- unwanted ha- habits. And so I always encourage people to focus on creating those wanted habits, creating those healthy habits, as opposed to stopping the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Because what I find is when when people focus on creating those healthy habits, the, the unwanted ones just drop away as a natural mm-hmm. byproduct. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did, you did. And uh, and again, there's, there's a f- number of things that you said that I want to come back to, and I'm going to forget some of them because there was quite a lot. But But one of the things you said about 10 minutes ago probably was you talked about when you you had the realization it, it wasn't just nutrition and that there was a lot more to it and and i've come across this so much myself in the last couple of years because i i had the same realization and i you know i studied nutrition i studied breathing and and sleep and and movement and and what i found quite interesting or amusing in some ways is you know, I go to, in the nutrition studies I was doing, they were talking about how it's all, everything is about nutrition. And then in the breathing stuff I do, everything is about breathing. And then, and the same thing for the sleep and, and the movement. And and, it, and I just realized, well, no, it's not all about any one of those. It's the combination. It's the holistic approach and trying, making them work together rather than just trying to make it all work from just one approach. It just it doesn't work as well. It doesn't work as well. Yeah, yeah, is is balance. Mm-hmm. Balance is the key word in in everything uh, to do with energy mastery. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when I start work with with people, they can have this aim in their mind of perhaps being a person that has kind of great quality, level 10, woo-woo-woo kind of energy 24-7. And the reality is, and this is the first thing I say to people, is that's not how humans operate. We're not designed to be level 10 energy 24-7. We're, we're just not. We're, by nature, we are cyclic. We have our natural rhythms and our natural ebbs and flows. And the key to mastery is very much about becoming super aware of your own natural rhythms and your ebbs and flows and what, what helps you thrive so that you can then harness them. So you know when the best times to do certain activities are. Like I know, I am very, very clear. I know my, and especially for women, um, men as well, 
but for women with the with their menstrual cycles and that natural those na- natural cycles that we have every month knowing exactly when um, when are when are those real good quality energy times and when are those times that we just need to rest and not and like I said I because I've studied energy for so long now um, I'm very very clear I know very clearly which which are the weeks which are the days even when I can be doing things like this like a podcast interview that that takes um, energy to be um, putting yourself out there and talking and talking articulately about things that make sense, hopefully. Um, and when are the times when that's really not, that is really not a good time <laughs> for me. I'm, I'm better off at that time um, behind the keyboard, writing or, um, or even just resting and not working or just going out for those walks in the woods or... Um, listening to those um, audios, those inspiring audios, or spending time with your your pets or your children or, you know, whatever it, it, it might be. And so balance, just coming back to balance, is um, is yeah, it's, it's just a, a fundamental to everything. And, it, and as, I, as I said a little bit earlier on, it, it's as with energy, with, with any type of... Um, health issue there's lots of pieces to the puzzle and all of them are 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 important all of them Mm. play a part and for some people Mm. some may play a bigger part than others but it's really important to look at things from that holistic perspective this is why I like functional medicine because Mm. functional medicine is very much about looking at uh, the body, the system, um, as a whole, of interconnecting parts that all are intrinsically linked and all impact one another, rather than looking at just perhaps what the symptom is or what part of the body that particular health issue is is showing up up in. Mm. Um, so, yes. You me- a few minutes ago you mentioned energy and. Um, as you were as you were going into that, something that went through my mind is: I wonder if you're able to what what you think of by the word energy. And and I my feelings or my my guess is that your thoughts around energy would probably be different from the average person, if that's a good phrase to use, would would think of as the word energy. So, would you like to hazard a guess as to what you think most people think of as energy and what you think of as energy? My guess would be that other people, when when we talk about energy, think about physical energy. Um, and for me, energy is energy is the most important resource that we have. Because I look at it in the way that, okay, so if we have loads of money, but we don't have any energy, are we going to enjoy spending that money? Probably not. 
if we have loads of time but we haven't got very good energy, again, are we going to make the best use of that time? Are we going to enjoy that time that we have? Again, probably not. So energy is the most important resource that we have because when we have energy, we can make money. (laughs) And we actually, not that we can create time, obviously we can't, but what we can do is be in a position where things just flow so much easier and quicker so it actually does seem like we have got much much more time and and you talk about flow and when you're in flow in some ways it's a it's a bad thing but time goes so much quicker but but to me that's always a good sign when things go quickly that probably means you're enjoying yourselves because if you're if time's going slowly that's not a good sign yeah yeah, 100%. And so flow is a, like, flow, we, perhaps we'll come back to that. Flow is a really important word for me. Hmm. Um, but just going back to your question, so energy is also the gauge of our health and happiness. Hmm. Again, it's, it's intrinsically linked. When we've got good energy, generally, we're healthy and happy. When we're healthy and happy, hmm. we've got good energy. Hmm. Um, so it's a really great gauge, and by focusing on energy and focusing on it as a as a really happy byproduct of that is we become healthier <laughs> and happier because mm. it's all intrinsically linked. Um, but I see energy as two. There's two types of energy to try and simplify the way that I see it. You've got physical energy, which is impacted by food that we eat, um, the amount of exercise we get, the amount of movement that that we have during the day, um, the the stress that we experience. And when I talk about stress, I, I, I talk about emotional stress from an emotional point of view, but also stress as in toxins in the environment, um, just the environment itself that we're we're living in, um, the people around us. And so obviously what we're putting into our body, how we're fueling our body, um, the the medications that we, we are taking, literally anything we're drinking, anything that we're putting into our body is um, is changing our physiology and it's impacting our physical and our cells. And, um, and so there's a whole um, – as I was talking about functional medicine, there's a whole series of, of – of, of systems our body is made up of and um, energy is uh, impacted by how we look after those those systems and fundamentally all the cells that make make up our our physical body. I'd I'd already sort of mentioned about the gut health and the microbiome and if we we think about the mitochondria and the, the mitochondria are the, again to put it very simply, they're like the the little energy dynamos that are in each and every one of our cells and they are impacted by, by again, lots of, lots of things, um, including our gut health. 
and our microbiome. <laughs> so much of it does, and, and this is what new science is, is telling us now, is showing us that the, the vital importance of, of our gut health and the part that that plays in, in overall health. So, that, so you've got the physical, so that's the physical. But then you've got the, what I call the unseen energy. And in lots of philosophies and teachings and um, spiritual teachings, it's got a number of different. Um, it's got a number of different titles, such as such as prana and chi, kundalini, and it's essentially that unseen energy. Uh, that comes from, that stems from our thoughts and our emotions and the way that our energy systems, we have energy systems running throughout our body. Um, If we think about Chinese medicine, they talk about the energy meridians that are kind of like little um, highways, shall we say, highways of um, or channels running through our body, connecting all of us um, with uh, electrical uh, pulses, which is energy. And so when it comes to energy mastery, and this is why it's very much a mind, body and spirit approach, because those two aspects of energy, the physical energy and that unseen energy, are, again, it's all intrinsically linked and to really complete that or create that complete puzzle of energy mastery it's taking all of that into account and looking at what are the changes that um, we can make in our lives what are the new habits that we can create in order to encourage both all all of those aspects of our of our energy to, to really thrive and to, to unlock that abundance that we we all do have access to and it very and this is a really important thing and I, I, I kind of touched on it earlier is starting from where you're at with small steps on the path whatever the path of your least resistance is so as in What's easy? <laughs> what is easy? What is easy and what is fun? And finding, when it comes to habit creation, finding ways to make it easy and fun is crucial. So, so the clients you're, you tend to work with is, I mean, from looking at the photographs on your website, and you know, I can see the photos of you doing like sort of handstands and cartwheels and everything, I'm wondering when your clients, potential clients, first look at that, are they, it, it, well, in some ways it could be you've put, well, there's no way I could ever do that. And so do people come to you thinking, there's no chance I can get there, but I do want to get further than I am now. And how surprised they may be with how much energy they, they can actually find in themselves with yeah. by doing the approaches that you're suggesting. Yeah, 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 hugely, all the time. And... And on, on my website, um, as a writer as well, uh, the, the, the images are, uh, were very carefully uh, chosen to represent that, that feel and 
feel of energy and as you said at the beginning that zest and enlivened and enlivenment and and all all of those um feelings that equate to to energy um and the writing is is very much talking to my ideal client where where they where they are at because i know that when you are in that place of feeling tired and really low energy it it almost feels unimaginable and impossible to ever reach that that state so yes when people come to me they are very much uh, in the, in that place and as i said um, most people that come to me they are ve- they're very aware of the the obvious things that they perhaps need to change in their life but it's starting to explore and look at uh, those things that perhaps they they haven't thought of i'll give you an example of um it's an example from my life actually so i'm a natural introvert and uh, introversion is a personality type, as is extroversion, and obviously there's there's a scale. Um, some people are highly introvert, some people are high, highly extrovert, and anything in between. And some people can be a blend of the two. Naturally, I am naturally a strong introvert. Yet our society is really set up to encourage extroversion and so throughout my life I learned to be more extrovert and the career that I was in before becoming a health coach and before becoming an EFT practitioner and lifestyle rebels and doing everything that I do now there were many demands on me to be outwardly focused to talk to lots of people lots of the time to be based in a open plan office and I found at that point in my life despite having made all these changes to my nutrition and my sleep patterns and my exercise and had been noticing a change in energy I then started to really notice it drop drop again and it was very much connected with a change in my job. I'd gone from being a manager of services where I had my own office, so I had my own space where I could shut the door and just focus on my work and have quiet space, to still being a manager of services, but being based in an open plan office. And so for anybody who perhaps is in a role where they are um, responsible for for managing people or services and so they have um, lots of people wanting to ask questions and needing things from them on a constant basis. When you also combine that with being based in an open plan office, (laughs) it meant that I just had no time at any point during the day, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, where I had quiet space. And for me, as an introvert, that was really damaging to my energy. And um, just really briefly, for those who perhaps aren't familiar with extroversion and introversion and the connection to energy, because again, there's a huge connection to energy. The way that um, the way that I can best describe it is that 
it's not about being shy. Some people get introversion uh, confused with being shy. It's about being overly stimulated by external um, external things. So whether that be noise or people or whatever that might may be. Um, so for an introvert, spending lots of time around lots of people consistently, they're overstimulated too much and that drains their energy and they then need to go away and take quiet space to be able to recharge. For an extrovert, it's the exact opposite. So they thrive on that stimulation and it actually replenishes their energy and that is the difference. And the interesting thing is that through research, um, they're suggesting that there is a huge percentage of the population that are more naturally introverted who have learned to become extroverts and and how that was impacting. Um, So for me, that was a huge um, awakening for me. And again, another thing for me to look at when it came to energy. And it, and it became so clear to me that that was, that was something that was becoming very damaging to me. And I actually got to a place where I, um, I was burnt out. Uh, so for me, at that, that point in time, yes, looking at, um, <laughs> looking at, uh, my website and the ability to be doing handstands and, um, you know, being in that that inspired, energized, enlivened uh, state, I, I couldn't I couldn't see it. But I knew, as I as I said earlier, I'm very much driven by intuition. And again, my intu- intuition told me that, that there was something I needed to explore in this. And um, I read an amazing uh, book, and this was more recently. I actually read this book, which was called Quiet by Susan Cain. And it's specifically on this topic of introversion. Mm. Uh, and so for me, it was looking what the next best step was for me. I wasn't aiming um, back in my, my tired phase. I wasn't aiming to have fantastic energy and to be... Um, you know, feeling energized and enlivened and uplifted all of the time. Like that that wasn't my aim and that isn't the aim of most people that come to me. The aim is just to have a bit more energy so that, um, in fact, I'll I'll, I'll give you um, an example um, of of one of my my real-life clients. Her, Her aim was that, uh, she simply wanted enough energy so that she could do her work and still be in a position where she could enjoy an evening with her husband. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the the activity of cooking a meal, eating a meal, and spending some time with her husband because she'd been in a place where that just wasn't that wasn't 
possible for her. By the time she'd finished work at the end of every day, she was just feeling so tired and worn out. She just felt so down and fed up and um, was falling asleep on the sofa. And it's this whole cycle of because then because you're feeling so tired, having the energy to just get up and make yourself something wholesome and nutritional to eat. So then you're eating food that's, that's not not great for you it's not helping you thrive um, and then it's it, it's the whole whole vicious cycle so when I start work with clients it's very much about taking that next best step so whatever that next best step is for them and it is them that know it not me mm. I'm simply there as the guide to help people reconnect and, and I wonder if you, you talked about you know, that example of that particular client. And I would guess that there's probably a number of people as well, another point where they start to realize the lack of energy that is slowly crept up on them over over the years. And it did, there hasn't been any awareness around it. But one point that would really make you aware is when you have children. And not so much when they're first born, but once they start running around and you're trying to keep up with them, and if you can't keep up with them and you're getting out of breath, that's going to really hit home. Wow. And a lot of people don't want to be in that situation where they feel they, they can't play with their children because they're just out of breath or whatever the case might be. Yeah, you're exactly right. And it is that, um, it is that case of when people come to me, it has been that way for a while. And when they've reflected back, and one of the questions that I always ask to start with, when did you feel best in your life? Mm. at what point in your life did you feel the best? Because that's a really powerful question for people to then reflect back and and start to think about this, as you said, quite rightly, this slow progression and this creeping up of energy becoming depleted. Mm. And it, it generally is over a period of years mm. for people. Uh, so that and that is the important thing for me for me to highlight is that transforming energy and mastering energy doesn't happen overnight either. Mm. Just in the same way that getting to that point of being depleted of energy takes happens over a, a period of years. Mm. However, having said that, there are some very quick, simple things that you can do and become aware of that will help boost your energy quickly. What, what do you think, in, in the people that you've been working with, what is, can you think of an example where someone has been really surprised by things that at the beginning they just thought they'd never be able to do and then they were able to do? Yes, yes. So I've got a client that I, I worked with a, a a short while ago actually and she was in a place where she, she was she was just really frustrated really 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 frustrated and she self-employed works for herself and had a lot of dreams as in, I say a lot of dreams, she had big dreams, she had ambitions of what she wanted to do with her business and where she wanted to take it. And her energy was really preventing her from making 
that progress. And when she first came to me, again, as with, with most people I start work with, it was very much just about, I just want to feel a bit more energy. That's it. I just want to feel a bit more energy than I do now. That was that was the aim. But then having worked with me for a, for eight weeks, and I, I offer a, a, an eight-week program that's called Shake, Shake Off the Tired Vibes, and it's that first step into becoming really aware of what's hijacking your energy, like really tracking your energy and, and then your ebbs, ebbs and flows and and creating your own energy remedy. And she, having worked with me for that period of time and then spent some time just integrating some of the, the stuff she'd learned and the habits that she decided she was going to um, integrate into her life, she actually went then went ahead and created a whole new aspect of her business. So a whole new um, addition to her business model and the way that she was doing it. So she created um, an online course and an online membership for the work for her business and the work that she did. When she first came to work with me, that wasn't her... That wasn't her aim working with me, but the feedback that um, that was that she gave to me was because of this work that she'd done, because of this focus that she put on her on her energy, because of the the transformation of of what I call unapologetic self care. Some people refer to it as selfishness. <laughs> I refer to it as unapologetic self-care and it is crucial to the improvement of our energy and our, on our health and happiness. But that's a whole topic in itself. <laughs> um, but with that transformation, she was then able to go on and start living into these big dreams that she had. And the starting point was just, I just want to have a bit more energy. I just want to feel a bit better. That That's the usual thing. I, I just want to feel a bit better. What, what would you, for anyone listening now who is maybe in that situation where that woman was at, at the beginning of her journey, and they just, maybe they have realised at last that they, are, they have a lack of energy. And for, and for many people, that awareness may never come. But for people who have, do realise now, yeah, I am lacking energy, what would you say would be a good first step somewhere? So a really good first step would be to hop over to my website. I've got a free guide, which is it's called Shake Off the Tired Vibes. Learn the five types of tired and five ways to boost your energy quickly. So that's a, that's a, um, a PDF download. It's really great and it's very simple. It's very simple five things that you can do and five things that you can think about uh, changing within your lifestyle that can make a difference. And I'll just run through those five things um, because, as I said, there are some really simple things that sometimes we're just not aware that Mm. we're not doing enough of or we're not doing at all. So water is one. And and perhaps for some people – you know, they're very, very, very aware of how important water is. But for others, there's sort of this thing of, oh, yeah, I know it's important, but I don't really like it. So they don't drink it. 
But when we're talking about energy, water is crucial. It's fundamental um, in how our body operates, how our physiology operates. And when we're, we're dehydrated, we will feel it in our energy. So that's one thing is ensuring we're drinking enough water. Um, the second thing is movement. I My most favorite form of movement is dance breaks. Where I spend, um, obviously, I work from home. I do all my work online. When I uh, work with clients, it's, it's over Zoom and it's all online. And I spend a lot of time in my space, in my home. And so it's really important for me to move. It's really important for people to move, whatever it is they're doing for a job. We as human beings are designed to move. And most people in this day and age, certainly in Western society, don't move anywhere near as much. And so, and this is why I don't refer to it as exercise, because for some people, when you talk about exercise straight away, their mind goes to some intense hit workout, some yeah. um, real intense type of exercise. I'm just talking about movement, just physically moving in whatever way. And that's why dance breaks. Put on a tune, whatever is that tune that really makes you want to dance and sing and move. And just have a bit of fun. And it is that old um, saying of dance like nobody's watching. And when you do that, you will see how your energy very quickly will start to change just, mm. just through that movement. And the third thing is breath. You mentioned breath earlier, the power of breath. Again, most people in their day-to-day life don't breathe in the way that we're designed to breathe to truly nourish our system and to energize our system. And so becoming more conscious of how, how we are breathing, taking five minutes out to do some breathing exercises. And, and in my guide, there's a bit more sort of detail on, on all of these things and suggestions. Um, but they're, they're three things in themselves and and for a lot of people, yes, very simple. Yes, they're things that people know about and they've heard about before. My question is, although you know about it and you've heard that they're important, are you conscious of them in your everyday life? And are you taking that time to allow yourself to integrate those things in, into your everyday life? Well, I'll put a link to that that um, where that that on your website, the PDF. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can find that. Yeah. And I mean, so what is the, your your website your URL? So it's lifestylerebels.com. It's mm-hmm. rebels with a Z. Mm-hmm. And what about if people want to find you on like, social media or whatever? What, I, I I'm not huge on social media. Um, the the best way to actually contact me is through email but if people do want to which they can find obviously through my website my email they can they can contact me uh that way but i am on social media so i have an instagram account and that is where where i spend most time if i am on social media and again my instagram is lifestyle rebels with a z and you've touched upon a couple of times you mentioned some some books that that 
helped you along your along the way. Is there a book that you would recommend to people for whatever reason? Doesn't necessarily be need to be about health. It could be just a book that really entertained or inspired or whatever. Is there is there a book or maybe two books? Yeah, well, there's there's a ton. There's a ton of books that I could talk about. I'm a real, that is one of the things. Um, I'm, I do read, but I'm more of a, an audio person. So I have the Audible app and I'm forever downloading new credits so that I can get something else to listen to. Um, so, that, so there's a huge amount. But the one that really sticks out for me at the moment is one called Code Red by um, an author called Lisa Lister. And this is one... I say it's for women, yes it is, but I also think for men who have women in their life, it's a really good read to understand uh, the cyclic nature of the women that are in their life. So for women, um, it's all about learning to embrace your natural cycles within the month and um, really learning to understand how to harness um, what she calls your superpowers. We have superpowers at different times of the month and learning to know when they are, learning when when best to use them um, and knowing when best to to just rest and not be around other people. <laughs> um, but And it was a really, it's entertaining, it's humorous. Her background is really intriguing as well. Um, and so... That that's one definitely for for this for this moment in time, and the other one which I've already actually mentioned for anyone who is an introvert or who is wondering whether they are an introvert, or again even for people who aren't introvert but have introvert people who are introvert in their life for them to understand a, li- a little bit better. Quiet by Susan Kane. That is, there's um, Susan Kane. I there's a quote by her, and it's really bugging me now. Um, oh, it's jealousy is an ugly emotion, but it tells the truth. You mostly envy those who have what you desire. It's something I, I, I wrote down that quote from her because it, you know, I thought it was such a, a really good quote. But I don't think it's from that book, I think it's from a, one of her earlier books. Yeah, she's she's got a great one, and I'm not I'm probably not going to get this exactly right, but it's something like everyone shines when they're. Oh, I'm not even going to try. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is basically making reference to when you embrace who you are and you know who you are and you know how you thrive and what your strengths are, you will shine. So rather than being feeling like forced into a certain way of being just before we finish is there any like a question maybe that i haven't asked you that you think might be useful for for the listeners i really love um where focus goes energy flows that's one of my most favorite quotes and it has been for years now and it is just absolutely so true so um, as I as I sort of touched on in this interview, the power of, of our thoughts and how our thoughts influence everything. And um, so, where we are placing the focus of our minds and our and our thought patterns is is where all your energy is going. So, 
So for me, when I am noticing a thought pattern that is perhaps um, unwanted, I'm asking, ask, I'm not always asking myself, is, is this helping me get to my end goal? Where I'm focused right now, is this helping me get to where I want to get to? Is this, is this helping to inspire me <laughs> and uplift, uplift me? Um, and if the answer is no, then switch my focus because I, I don't want my energy going towards things that are, are not serving me and that are not helping me to move forward and are actually essentially draining my energy. Well, Anna, it's been it's been a real pleasure hearing all your your, your journey and the, you know, the advice that you've given, and yeah, I'm sure people will, will love it. So, thank you very much. Thank you, Tony. Next week, episode seven with Neil Fellows. He's the co-founder of the Total Wellness Club, which is a resource for proactive wellness seekers who want to avoid preventable illness and diseases as they age. And they want to do it in in more natural ways as well. He's not actually a health expert, but he is a wellness explorer. That's how he likes to refer to himself. And he's overcome several personal health challenges. He also runs a speaker agency and has a business growth consultancy. So we're going to hear that's next week's episode, episode seven with Neil Fellows. If you know anyone who you think would get some real value from some of the um, information and knowledge that Anna shared with us about revitalizing your energy please do share the episode with them please do leave a review for us on iTunes or one of the other podcast platforms and while you're there why not subscribe so you get the episodes every week as soon as they're released on a Tuesday lunchtime hope you have a fantastic week see you next week